Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yay. You didn't sell that. I don't. I don't need to sell it. It's Thursday, nigga. You didn't sell it. The fourth day of the week. It's gonna be Thursday when we long after we gone. <laughs> you didn't okay? sell that. The hell I gotta sell Thursday for? Everybody yeah. named Mama knows Thursday. You didn't That's the date. That. You didn't sell that. Okay. Thursday, February twentieth. Well, two thousand twenty. All right. It is Thursday. That's right. Usually you, be, you get a little. Well, it's Thursday. It was like it's Thursday. Yeah, listen, don't tell me how to use my yeah, voice. Well, happy Thursday. Okay. I'm just telling you, it's Thursday. All right. Well, it is Thursday, and it you is. know who's gonna be joining us this morning? Charlie Wilson. Oh, yes. Yes, Throwback Thursday. Yes. I don't know if you can call Charlie Wilson Throwback, though. He's so... He's very current. He's so fresh and so now. Just legendary. He but I guess legendary. he's got a lot of longevity and history, too. Right. From the Gap Band, mm-hmm. which is Throwback, yes. to Charlie Wilson now. That's right. So, you're going to kick it with Charlie Wilson for Throwback Thursday? Yes, indeed. I know. I'm tired today. Did, did y'all watch the debates? Of course I watched the debates. I, mean, I was at this gala I had to host last night for the University of the West Indies. So I missed it, but I saw some of the highlights. You see some of the highlights on no. social now, media. After the debate, Brumbito, is he out of here? Is it a rap for him? No, of no, course not. Absolutely not. You see, the, uh, this morning I was watching the news and saw one of his ads. He had a bunch of black guys in the ad. What were they <laughs> that doing? Was supporting arrested? him? Arrested? Oh. No. Well, I mean, the problem with uh, Bloomberg is he's just not good at conveying his BS like the rest of those white folks on that stage. That's all. The rest of them just know how to convey their BS a little bit better. Because there's no way in hell if I'm Joe Bloom, uh, Mike Bloomberg, I'm taking any flack about stopping Frisk from Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders when Joe Biden wrote the 94 crime bill and Bernie Sanders voted for it. Well, Mike, he did say that everybody had some questionable things that they'd done in the past. More there than nobody questionable. left on stage yes. if they were to call it, all that out. More than questionable. That's what I'm saying. Like, his prep team failed him miserably because I'm not taking shots from them. I'm not no. taking shots about women either because it's not like Bernie Sanders' campaign didn't get sued for uh, discrimination and racial discrimination and women on his team had to sign NDAs. Just last year, they was calling Joe Biden the creepy Uncle Joe and women were coming out about him and his inappropriate behavior. I wasn't taking none of that if I was but, Mayor Bloomberg. But also, when people come at you like that, when a woman, Elizabeth Warren, is coming at you, you can't just pass the buck on, well, he did this. You have to kind of... I'm not talking about Elizabeth Warren. I'm own, talking about the fact... your stuff. Was, when she was coming at... No, when she was coming at Michael Bloomberg. I'm talking about Biden and Bernie coming at Mike too. I'm not. I said I'm not yeah, taking no flack from them. I would have took shots at all of them, but you know, yes. I could tell he, he wasn't well prepared because he was like, "Yeah, you know, I told a joke and uh, people were uncomfortable about the joke." I'm like, "I'm like, <laughs> not what it was, It's the truth, though." If, listen, I'm not saying that's the truth because I don't know what happened, but that's what mm. he's, he's saying. All I'm saying but is, what the, just last, just, just last year, Biden, just, just last year, Biden had women saying uh, that they, he made them feel uncomfortable and he was doing inappropriate stuff, and they called his behavior uncomfortable. I was not take, I would not be taking none of that from Joe Biden at Did all. Did anybody else have women sign NDAs? Uh, yes, Bernie's camp. I can tell you. Never, never mind. Right. Right. That's her story. You're about to say some inside news. I don't know if that's public All right. information. I don't know if that is either. You. Now, also, uh, we got to send a rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke 
uh, was killed yesterday morning, right when we were getting off air. We reported the news, so rest in peace and condolences to his family. That was yes. very, very sad. Yeah, well, we will have horrible. more of that in front page news as well. All right. All right. And uh, what are we talking about next? I'm sure everything, everything we just, y'all we just, just talked talk about. about. Yeah, right. there you go. All right, let's get the show cracking. Let's go. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Let's get in some front page news. Lots to talk about. What are we starting, Yee? Well, we can talk about the Democratic debates that happened uh, yesterday. And Bloomberg had, this was his first debate wasn't going so well for him. A lot of the things that he had to address were sexism, misogynistic behavior at his company, also having people, women, sign non-disclosure agreements, his opposition to Obamacare, his support for stop and frisk policing, offensive remarks, not releasing his tax returns. Here is what Bloomberg had to say about the hostile workplace for women. Former employees have claimed that your company was a hostile workplace for women. When you were confronted about it, you admitted making sexually suggestive remarks, saying, quote, that's the way I grew up. I have no tolerance for the kind of behavior that the Me Too movement has exposed. And anybody that does anything wrong in our company, we investigate it. And if it's appropriate, they're gone that day. Hmm. All right. Well, a lot of people thought Elizabeth Warren was very strong last night, and she came from Bloomberg talking to him about his NDAs, and he definitely seemed baffled. He has gotten some number of women to sign non-disclosure agreements, both for sexual harassment and for gender discrimination in the workplace. So, Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non-disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story? We have a very few non-disclosure agreements. How many is that? None of them accuse me of doing anything other than maybe they didn't like the joke I told. And let me just and let me point. There's agreements between two parties that wanted to keep it quiet, and that's up to them. They signed those agreements, and we'll live with it. I'm not comfortable with the fact that he doesn't own the fact that he did anything wrong. Oh, he should, he should fire his whole prep team, number one, because he just wasn't prepared for the Absolutely. questions that he knew he wouldn't be asked. But, I mean, he did He did admit he made inappropriate jokes. That's what he's being accused of. He said jokes they didn't like. Okay. You know, that's not not even saying I do admit I made inappropriate jokes, but, oh, it's just I made some jokes they didn't like. In other words, maybe they're too sensitive. But here's some that's more of what true. he had to say about the NDA. <laughs> so, wait, when you say it is up to, I just want to be clear. Some is how many? And when you say they signed them and they wanted them, if they wish now to speak out and tell their side of the story about what it is they allege, that's now okay with you? You're releasing them on television tonight? Senator? Is that right? Elizabeth Warren was very strong. I just don't She's like. Going hard, huh? I, I just don't like the hypocrisy of 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 Joe Biden, the hypocrisy of Bernie Sanders. Like Bloomberg should have checked Biden and Bernie on the ninety four crime bill, and you know he should have just talked about. All the money, when he was talking that money talk, he sounded like Birdman up there. He sounded like, you know, he, he should have he talked about the 200 inner cities he, he's giving money to. He should have talked about his black agenda, the Greenwood initiative. He should have, I don't know, his prep team failed him horribly. Mm-hmm. All right, and rest in peace again to Pop Smoke. They are investigating still. They're saying that his death was not a robbery gone wrong, that it was targeted. And they have surveillance video that supports that. They have people who have seen that surveillance video footage, and that was in Hollywood Hills. They said four men were approaching the house around 4.30 a.m. They sneak around the back, and then they walk back up the side of the home to the front, 
And you can see somebody walk in the back door. There was no camera on that back door. The next time you see that man, he's exiting through the front door of the house. At first, people thought it was a robbery because earlier that day, Pop Smoke had posted a photo and there were some gifts. One of them had his home address on it. And the reason why they're saying that's not a home invasion robbery is because they say that the person who was inside the house did not take anything. So given that he actually shot someone, they said he didn't have time to grab any items and take anything. So they don't feel it was a robbery. They feel it was targeted. I don't know anything about Pop Smoke. Uh, rest in peace to him. I don't know what he was into, so I don't understand why somebody would want to target him in that way. Was it just some jealousy, envy, hate? Like, what was it? I don't know. I honestly I don't, think don't any know. any of us know. Mm, I honestly don't know. I mean, I think he had a bright future. I mean, his records were climbing the charts. I, think, I thought he was a great artist. Every time I seen him, he had, it was nothing but respectful and nice. I mean, it's just it's just a sad thing, regardless of what it is. If it was a robbery for some jewelry or whatever it was, it's just a sad situation. I just know it's sad if you come out of the the, the hood hood of Brooklyn. Where are you from? Like Canarsie, Canarsie, somewhere, Canarsie right? Brooklyn. Yeah. You come out of you come out of Brooklyn only to move to Hollywood Hills, and your life is supposed to be on the up and up, and then that happens. Jesus yeah. Christ. All right. Well, again, our condolences to Pop Smoke's family, to Pop Smoke's friends. Really tragic. Y'all keep acting like age not a blessing. I, I see you out there. You know, you're all young. You're all fly. You're all fresh. Trust me. Uh, when you start hearing more and more stories like this, you start to appreciate them birthdays, bro. Mm-hmm. Stop lying about your age, goddammit. Okay, I'm, I'm every bit of 41, and I want to be every bit of 71 and 81 and 91. Age is a goddamn blessing, and don't let nobody tell you different. Yeah, rest in peace to that young man. That man ain't get to see to 21. Yeah. Right. I mean, can you imagine that? No. If you hadn't, if you didn't get to see 21, you wouldn't be who you are. If I didn't get to see 21, I wouldn't be who I am. 21? You know how young 21 is? Well, young Come man on, was 20 man. years old. So 20. sad, man. He ain't, get to see, he ain't get to be old enough to buy a drink legally. Yep. Jesus. Somebody took that man's life. All right. Well, that is front page news. And hopefully they catch those people, by the way, those four people that were involved in this. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, Zay from the Carolinas. Zay, what's the matter, bro? Zay from the Carolinas. Why you sound like you're hosting a quiet storm? What's the matter? Uh, To be real with your envy, I kind of just lied to the girl so I could get through to y'all. I told her something about my girl got pregnant, but really, I'm just calling trying to get into the CIAA party y'all got. <laughs> I keep hearing about that CIAA party. You're about to jinx oh yourself. When is the CIAA party? <laughs> CIAA weekend, Saturday, man. We do it every Saturday. We do it every I didn't Saturday ask you that, sir. CIAA. I asked you when the date is. Clearly, next you don't know. Saturday. Okay, next, next Saturday. Saturday. Not this right. Saturday, next okay. Saturday. What time? It's the 20, 28th. It's a day party and a night party. Yes, yeah. he knows. My homegirl asked me about that yesterday. Okay, so why don't you want to pay to get in? To be real with you, I've been trying to go to y'all parties every year. I'm from Charlotte, but I'm not trying to be like one of these other black kings and queens. I got rent to pay. I ain't trying to stunt when I don't got it. I'm going to be honest with you. You should stay home, bro. I, I, I hate to discourage you from coming to our party, but if you got rent to pay, you need to stay your ass home. You're going to be thirsty. The first is going to be right after that. Right, the first yeah. is like that Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, how are you going to pay for drinks and all that? You should just stay home, bro. Yeah, if you make it in, I'll buy you a drink. But see, here's the thing, Charles. Now I've been reading this book about mental health that you got. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> mental, right? let them know. Yeah, and it's all my money, and you know what I mean. Did you read the chapter about how I don't be in the clubs and stuff? Did you read the chapter about how five or six years ago I made a conscious decision not to be in the clubs? Did you read that chapter? I ain't got that. I ain't got that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go read that chapter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you ain't got, I don't think you should go, bro. Cause water, water be like three, four dollars, man. I, you know, I just, just stay home. 
But it's, I'm sure yeah, that he like should that. be able to come out. I'm not saying it's like year, that. I'm just saying your pockets ain't like that. So ain't no need for you to be there. You know what I'm saying? True facts. I appreciate it. I'll tell you what, though. I will reach out to my guy, Chris. And um, hold on, let's get his name. We can put see you if he'll let list. you in for five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with that giggle. We not. We gotta charge you ten. That giggle, nah, B. <laughs> he was good into that giggle, man. Tried to that, help. that little giggle, nah. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, this Harvey. Harvey, what up? Get it off your chest. Yeah, man. Yo, I'm just so sad to hear the fact about Pop Smoke, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really just sending my condolences to his family. It's, it's sad to be in a situation where you make it and you be successful and then you get taken out your glory just because people can't have what you have, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's terrible. I'd like to say good morning to all of y'all, man. My daughter took it hard, man. Cause my daughter's a big pop uh, smoke fan, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She sit here, man, like, not, not to make it any kind of funny, but her favorite part about that man is his ad-libs, how he growls. Yeah. It's just every... Yeah, man, she sits here and be growling, man. It's just so sad, man. It hurt her heart. And it's like, man, she didn't even know him, you know? Right. And it hurt him, so I only know how his family really feel about the situation, man. My condolences to everybody, man. I, I just bro. hate seeing a young black man gunned down for no goddamn reason. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, there's never a valid reason to do anything like that, bro. Absolutely. I don't even know how a person can wake up this morning knowing they just took somebody's life, took them away from their family, and just go on about their day. You just going to eat your cereal this morning like everything cool? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Here, this is Reckless TV, man. How y'all doing? What's up, bro? What's going on? Man, this is Reckless TV from Instagram, and I just want to know y'all's opinion because Bow Wow in the shade room and everybody reposted it. And shout out to my guy, Critics of the Coach. I think Charlamagne, you follow him on IG too? Yeah, that's my guy, Chris, man. That's my dude from Virginia, man. He dope. Yeah, man, that's my guy, man. What's y'all opinion? Who had the better movie? Just awful opinion, not facts, not, you know, sales. Bow Wow or Nick Cannon? Which movie? Just do it. You got to go on my page, Reckless TV or Critics of the Coach, and you'll see the meme. Or you can go to Shade Room and you'll see the meme. Yeah, I saw and go off of those. Did Bow Wow weigh in on that? Bow Wow yeah, said it was him, of course. I mean, Like Mike was a big movie, but Drumline was a big movie. Drumline, man. Drumline yeah, Drumline drum, drum, yeah, drum is, I mean, Drumline is, is one that I like. I mean, I can't speak for anything else. But Bow Wow had another movie I liked. Like Mike was dope. But it was with um, Tiana Taylor when, when she kept going, Byron. Like but I don't think it was, it was lottery ticket. Drumline. Good. Lottery ticket. And also, before y'all hang up on me, go follow Reckless TV, R-E-C-K-L-E-Z-Z-T-V on Instagram. And follow my guy, Critics, other... Hello, who's this? Wow. Are you just going to hang up on the black, black men supporting themselves, man? He said it seven times. We get it. <laughs> Salute to critics of the culture, though. My guy, Chris. Me and Chris just wrote a comic for Marvel together, man. That's dope. Yo, what up, bro? Yo, what's good? This is Terry's Riley from Chicago. Hey, what's up, bro? You a, comedy? You a comedian? Uh, yeah. And you know what? I got hands down the greatest back page stories of all time. And you know what? All you got to do is go to YouTube, type in Backpage Stories, and type in the search box Backpage Stories, and then just go down that wormhole. Also, Whoa. I have a one-hour stand-up comedy special on Amazon Prime, and all you got to do is just go on there, just type in my name, Paris Ratliff, P-A-R-E-S. 
Hello, who's this? Why do you keep hanging up on people? Yo, that's disrespectful. Stop doing that. Don't no nobody reason. hang up on you when you promoting you uh, flipping New Jersey. I don't promote. I, I, I do it on my well, Instagram. Well, whatever. Don't do that. I do it on my Instagram. Let them people it's, get their stuff Instagram. off. My Instagram. Let the man get it off. That's not your Instagram. You don't own that app. Hello. What if the, what if the owner of Instagram Excuse cuts me, you off she... every time you said flipping Hello. New Jersey and posted season? Good morning. Hi, so you can barely fit in the box now. He lost a lot of weight. He can fit in the box now. You see there's a lot going on up here. They're not even letting you yeah. talk. Hello, okay. good morning, yeah, Teresa. I'm calling from Barbados. I'm ready one. Big up my girl, Rihanna. Today is your birthday. Happy born day, Rihanna. Happy birthday. So, all Blessings. Today and forever. Okay. <laughs> all right. Have a good one. You ain't hang up on yeah. Rihanna. No. Why you hang up on her and shouting out Rihanna's birthday? Because she done shouting out business 17 times. How we shout know, out to how, the Bayesian queen, Rihanna. How we know happy birthday, Rihanna, not a website? Yo, shut Just because she dot com. Shut up. Hello? Hello. Hey, Natasha, good morning. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. So I would like to give a shout out to Mr. Seafood. It's the best seafood in South Carolina, straight out of Monk's Corner. Another Mr. shout out. Mr. Seafood. <laughs> you want to let her talk, Envy? <laughs> They have a location in Columbia, South Carolina, opening one up in Buford, and they have one located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, you talking about um you talking about uh uh Kevin, Kevin Scott. Yes, sir. Yeah, salute to Kevin Scott. I've never been there, but I keep I keep hearing about it. Salute to Kevin, my man Keith, Monk's Corner eight four three all day. And if you guys would go to their Facebook page, it's Mr. Seafood number one. They're on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook and like their stuff. That would be awesome. I never been to Mr. All Seafood. Right. I've been to. Uh, I went there when I was home Thank this you. weekend in Monk's Corner on a Monday. I went to Atlanta Seafood. That's why I had Mayor Pete at a couple weeks ago. We need to do, Atlanta Seafood. We need to do a segment called Advertise Segment where people just call up and just they could just advertise, just advertise whatever they want to advertise. Well, I don't think we should do that. Well, I mean, that's what they, that's what this turned into. I thought it was get off their chest if they had a problem or a situation they just wanted to freely discuss. I, I thought that's it. what it was about. I get tired of y'all calling up here talking about nonsense. Shout your businesses out. Right? <laughs> Take advantage of these white men. that way. Because shout your businesses out where people get a chance and they can just shout this stuff out. I thought it was, you know, segment if somebody's going through something, they want to spread some positivity. The they just team, had a birthday. The sales newborn. team downstairs will have a fit if we ever said, hey, free advertising for five minutes, okay? Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Kevin. Kevin, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. How you doing? Good morning, y'all. I'm a big fan of y'all. Yeah. DJ, if y'all wanted to ask you, I'm currently homeless right now, but I just wanted to know, you owned any property in Virginia that I could rent? I'm, I currently don't own any properties in Virginia, sir. I'm so sorry. Do you have a house in Virginia? Do I have a house in Virginia? No. Yeah, okay. I do not. I do not own a house in Virginia. In Charlemagne, I'm a big fan, too. My girl's a big fan of you. Her name's Ramona. I just want to shout her out right quick, too. Tell Ramona I said peace, and I yeah, appreciate she her. She met you, like, a couple of months ago at the airport. She worked at the uh, DCA. She's... She, all she was talking about was you when she came out. Oh, I respect that, man. Thank you, my brother. Tell her I said thank and you very Louis, much. I'm a big fan, too. Thank you. You listen to the lip service all the time. I appreciate it. Learn something on there. Try something new. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? James from Brooklyn. Hey, what's up, bro? Get off your chest. Easy, hey, how you doing? I don't, first of all, I don't appreciate how Charlemagne on, on this Black History Month came at you with that N-word this morning. I don't appreciate it. He did to check himself. Yeah, he called me a n***a real hard, right? That was a hard n***a. That's so disrespectful, brother. So I can... He's I, so smart and intelligent, that individual, how he used that terminology, that's very disrespectful. Can I do it after Black History Month? Listen, homie, I don't want to talk to you, child, man. Anyway... <laughs> now, did you just n***a please me? The way, the, the, way, the, the way situation. If you don't intervene in something that someone expressed, how you gonna get to the bottom of the situation? We understand it's a bad situation, but you know what? That's his son. But we have to intervene in it for the fact this is he's a celebrity and this is what we do. No, and you don't. Sit there, no, you wait don't. A wait a minute. You don't have to intervene on that man's you life. On everything in life. 
You don't have to intervene no. in that man's life. That ain't your child. Is anybody intervening with you and how you raise your kids? No, I understand what you're saying, Charlotte, man. But if it's out here in the public, you say things about it. It's not right what Bush said say at the present time. But you intervene in certain things, man, and express yourself. I don't think you're using the right word. Maybe just say comment. I don't think intervene is the right word. Right, comment. Yes. That's proper. That's proper. That's most proper. Yeah, exactly. God bless you. Hey, you done? <laughs> 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 All right, Tyler, man. I appreciate you. Goodness, man. Y'all is crazy, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we are going to be talking about a brand that's relaunching. There was some support up here. I know Charlamagne bought some of this brand, so maybe he wants to support this relaunch. Also, every time a festival seems like it might not go well, it gets compared to the Fire Festival. We'll tell you what festival is getting that treatment now. Damn it, man. All right, Mr. Breakfast Club, good morning. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. So Oprah interviewed Tracy Ellis Ross over the weekend at Dallas's American Airlines Center, and that's for her 2020 vision tour that she's been doing with Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. She was at the Barclays, too, prior to that. And amongst the things they discussed was Tracy Ellis Ross being 47 years old and not married. I, like many of us, was taught to grow up dreaming of my wedding, not of my life, and also waiting to be chosen. Well, here's the thing. I'm the chooser. And I can choose to get married if I want to, but in the meantime, I am choicefully single, happily, gloriously single. And I do wish there were more examples. So many people ask the question, have you ever thought about having children? My child gave my life meaning. I'm like, are you saying my life is not meaningful? Mm. Now, Oprah, of course, is not married to Stedman either, and she always talks about that and how she hasn't wanted to get married to Stedman just by her own choice. All right, now, other things that Tracy Ellis Ross discussed was the fact that she can sing, but she never really wanted to sing because, of course, her mom is Diana Ross. About eight, nine months ago, a year ago, I guess it is now, a movie came along to sing. I said yes. It's hard. Can you tell how hard it is for me to talk about this? I'm sweating right now, first of all. (laughs) And you said yes, even though you were scared. Even though I was terrified. Even though I'd never sang publicly. Even though every time, this makes me cry, every time there was a moment to sing with other people, I would make it funny because that way people wouldn't listen with the You're Diana Ross's kid ear. I don't even get mad at the young people that's in this room and in this studio. I just realized that they're young because when I hear things like, I didn't know Tracy Ellis Ross was Diana Ross's daughter. You said that you, that's what you were saying? That's what, I, I, Dramos, you didn't know that for I real? I had no he's idea. 20. Well, he's young. He's 20. How old are you, Drum? I'm not 20. I had no idea. I, I knew. All right. Well, We've the name, about it all the time, the name oh of the movie God. that she's in where she's singing is called The High Note, and it's coming out Goodness in May. Gracious. It's the first time she's ever sang publicly. And she also discusses singing for her mom, Diana Ross, <laughs> for the first time. I'm not supposed to sound like my mom. I'm never supposed to. I'm not even supposed to be her. I can't fill her shoes. No one can fill her shoes. So I got her in the car, and the first note happened, and she, like, pushed my arm. And then she turned to me, and her face was covered in tears, and she said, No. Finally. I'm going to tell you something, though. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a singer either if my mother was Diana Ross, because, you know, the bar is set so High, absolutely. And you know what I mean? Like, and, and Tracy Ellis Ross, she actually, you know, achieved great success just going her own lane through acting. Right, but she can sing, so that's pretty dope, though. 
that she's doing it now. All right, LeVar Ball has announced that Big Baller Brand is relaunching back and better than ever. If you see his post, it says Big Baller Brand is back. The wait is over. 10% discount on every item. You all knew it was just a matter of time. We are just getting started. Thank you to our Big Baller Brand fans for your support. Drop on the clue. 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 I think it's going to do well. And you got to think his, his son... Is in New Orleans balling. And, and, but Lonzo. no, his next son is going to be top three. going to be the top, top pick in the draft. Yeah, top three in the draft. No, so. They're saying number one. They're saying number one? I don't know why y'all, first of all, I don't know why y'all laughing at a person no, that's a starting business. a business. Who's guess laughing? What? Steve, the cameraman. Oh, the cameraman. Like, who is laughing? Yeah. So I, I, I just want to simply say that sometimes, you know, uh, I would rather, you know, execute and fail than fail to execute. How many people in this room that were laughing have even started a business? I don't know who is. I said oh, John, just Steve. John Moss put his hand up. Uh, okay. Yeah, you got a business. Okay, good job. Nah, but I, I think that right. company's going to do very well. Well, just FYI, if you look on the website, you can see Leangelo and LeVar on the homepage. And there's 48 new items that are being offered. So if you want to do that, uh, there's women's clothing on there also, a youth line as well. Uh, there's T-shirts for our kids that say, I will be a big baller when I grow I'm up. I'm definitely buying me some. I bought some slides last time he... um. He, they had the big ball of brand stuff out there because I support black business. All right, and there's a festival called Lovers and Friends coming to L.A., and there is some drama behind this, but apparently this festival is created by Snoop mm-hmm. and the producers of Coachella, Lovers and Friends, and it has a stacked lineup. Lauren Hill, Usher, Ludacris, Little John, TLC, Janae Aiko, Summer Walker, Meg Thee Stallion, Sean Paul, Nelly T-Pain, Brandy, Monica, SWV, Ja Rule, Fat Joe, so many people, Foxy, Trina, Eve, Genuine, Twister, Cameron, this is going to be crazy. Amory, Tweet, Mario, 112. And only thing is that there were some people that were on this that said that they're not really on the show. For instance, Mace and Twister both denied they were taking part. But then Twister doubled back and said, locked and loaded, playing all the hits you dig, after first saying he knew nothing of it. Lil' Kim and said the same thing. Lil' Kim, mm-hmm. yes, said the same thing. But sources inside her camp say she is on board and she will be there. There was some miscommunication. Yeah, she reposted and said, yeah, I will be there. Right. So apparently, I guess maybe, you know, management might not tell the artists what's happening. And then they see this and they had no idea. Who knows? But it is happening. So we'll see. At I'm first, people Snoop were too. saying, like, is this like the fire festival? But now we have more details. No, I, I'm happy for Snoop, too. And whatever I can do to support Uncle Snoop, he got it. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, front page news, when we come back, what are we talking about? Yes, we are going to talk about Andrew Yang. What's he doing now that he's dropped out of the presidential race? We'll tell you he's got a job already. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting with Yee? Well, yesterday was the debate, the Democratic debate in Las Vegas. Of course, everybody was coming for Bloomberg. This was his first time on the stage. Some of the things that were discussed about him, they were talking about uh, him spending all that money and hiding behind his TV ads, according to Klobuchar. Uh, Joe Biden talked about him opposing Obamacare. Bernie Sanders attacked his support for stop and frisk policing. And people who just called him a billionaire who thinks that money ought to be the root of all power. In addition to that uh, barrage, Amy Klobuchar and Buttigieg had a back and forth about 
her forgetting the name of the president of Mexico. Here's what happened. I don't think that that momentary forgetfulness actually reflects what I know about Mexico and how much I care about it. And I first want to say greetings to President Lopez Obrador. But you're staking your candidacy on your Washington experience. You're on the committee that oversees border security. You're on the committee that does trade. You're literally in uh, part of the committee that's overseeing these things. And we're not able to speak to literally the first thing about the politics of the country you, to ourselves. Are you trying to say that I'm dumb? See, it don't get no more white woman than that. Amy Klobuchar is what happens when a white woman gets three infinity stones. Like, like she straight up put words in Mayor Pete's mouth. I've seen that kind of energy before. You walk by a white woman minding your business. Did you just whistle at me? Next thing you know, you're getting attacked by a bunch of white men, beaten up. You know what I mean? Like, nobody, like that's, no, that was terrible. Why she would she too, do that? She went too far. Well, too, too, Elizabeth Warren came dumb. to her defense and said, it's not right. I understand. She forgot a name. It happens. It happens to everyone on this stage. What's not right? And then Joe Biden said, I'm the only one who knows this man and met with him, referring to Mexico's president. But you ain't president. say his name, Joe. Okay? <laughs> you probably couldn't remember his name either in that moment. He, oh, yeah, he didn't. Amy Klobuchar definitely reminded Mayor Pete of why he would never be attracted to a woman on that stage last night. <laughs> Shut Shut up. Up. All right, right the now. NFL Shut is up, reportedly <laughs> considering adding two more playoff teams as part of the new CBA. They're saying that from uh, they could, you know, do that, and I, I guess... What's the reason for that? They've been talking about this for quite some time. You should uh, they add said two more playoff add two teams? more teams, one from each conference, to postseason play starting next season. So would that be no wild card? There'll still be a wild card? It'll still be a wild card, but they'll just add one more. They'll add one more from the NFC, one more from the, the AFC. So just another week of, of playing? Is that what they pretty I much guess. saying? I guess. Bringing some more money? That'd yeah. be like the wild, wild card. The wilder card? Would you call it that? Yeah, I guess that's just another week of football. Wild, wild card. The 17-game regular yeah. season. Ooh, that could work. Wild, wild card. You know All mean? right, Andrew Yang has a new job now that he's no longer in this <laughs> Democratic race for president. And now he is joining CNN as a political commentator. What would you guys think? I saw him last night. I think mm -hmm. that's a genius move. Andrew Yang uh, has a great social media following. Every time he's on TV, he seems to trend. Um, and he's got a POV that people like. I think it's a great, great choice from CNN's part. Well, he tweeted out, I'm excited to join CNN to help shed light on the election and the candidates' experiences. Learned a lot these past months, and I'm glad to contribute to the public discussion. Mm -hmm. I think that'll add a lot. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we have a legend in OG that's going to be joining us. It's Throwback Thursday, and we have Charlie Wilson here. Mm, the OG. OG, lead singer of the Gap Band. He's uh, done songs with Snoop, uh, with Kanye, with so many different people. He has a new single out right now with Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars produced it. So we're going to kick it with Charlie Wilson, all right? Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. A whole legend. <laughs> God right. damn it. Charlie Wilson. That's right. Welcome, sir. Uncle Charlie's here. Thank you, man. Uncle, Uncle Charlie. Charlie. What's up, my brother? A whole legend, God damn it. Man, I hope I look at a whole legend. Thank you, man. Not a quarter, not a half. Whole yeah. legend. A whole legend. Yeah, I still, I still, I'm still whole. <laughs> been through a lot of shit. I can't believe I'm still whole? put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been been rough to my life, but I'm good. Man, I can't wait till I, I hope I look as good as you when I'm, what you, 60, 67? Yeah, man. God this damn, Last week I turned. Happy birthday, man. 37. That's what yeah. <laughs> That's your real hairline? Uh-huh. 
God damn, boy. You are so jealous. You are so jealous of the people with hair. You know, you do have an amazing hairline. If you just, you know, if you start getting bald and just sprinkle some of that on it, you know, be done with it. Sprinkle what? Give us the secret. What you sprinkling on it? Topics if you need it. Topics make it? Man, you. You can make a new hairline. I'm my no, guy in the front it. right now. We'll sprinkle something on your head. Oh, no, I don't hairline. want that. Nah, nah, nah. Envy got that. I, don't I definitely don't have that. This mine, mine is real. No, it's, it's not. It's natural. Yeah. All berries and juices. Okay. Berries that, and juices. It's transplanted from the back of his head to the now, front. Now, how do you have so much energy at 67? I Man, seen you performing you know, uh, Bermuda. Aruba. It was Aruba. Aruba. And you killed it. And I was like, how does he still have all that energy? Man, I didn't get a chance to finish doing what I, what I was doing when I was... In my 30s, and I was just pissed off about that for so many years, and so I only know how to perform one way, and that's just that way. What do you mean? You say you didn't get to finish what you? Well, I mean, you know, I, you know, the, everything just turned sour, and so I didn't get a chance to really finish and get where I was trying to go at that time, and so when I when I asked God for what I needed and what I wanted in life. When he gave me the opportunity to go get that again, mm. I just went hard. I just been going hard ever since, and everybody's like, "How in the hell are you, uh, you know, doing what you're doing?" Is because uh, you know, I'm I'm ready to do it the right way this time. You know, so was it bad business deals? Or man, was I was it? just high. Drugs, I was high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was drugged out, thugged out. Everything you want to say, I slept. Ended up sleeping under parked cars and parked trucks. Mm. And when I got up, asked God for some. Can I get me? Send me somebody to help me get out here. And I was going. Went to a liquor store. But when I came out, I seen my cousin, mm -hmm. and we used to get high together. Mm -hmm. But she was your color. <laughs> and, and, and she was yellow. Beige. She was your color. But when we was getting high, her skin was black, patchy marks everywhere. Yeah, that discoloration. Yeah, so yeah, kind yeah, of like Charlemagne. Like yeah. No, for real. That used to happen to me when I used to drink a lot. Yeah. Get them dog marks, dog marks everywhere. Yeah. So when I seen her, she was high yellow. I said, damn, cuz, give me a hit. She's like, cuz. I saw them tears rolling. I said, what's wrong with you? She said, you dying. I said, no, I'm not. I didn't weigh about 115 pounds. <laughs> said, wow. Yes, you are, cuz. You got to come on out of this. I was like, come on, cuz. What you talking about? I said, you look good. She said, I've been sober for three years. Mm -hmm. I said, three years has been that long? She said, where you been? I said, I've been out here. Where, where was your family at that time? Your brothers, your parents? You just were... My, 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 my mom, they lived in Oklahoma, so I was I was in Los Angeles mm -hmm. on the streets. And But, you know, you don't want to go on to mama with that, man. You know? Yeah. You know, you're a crackhead. You gotta, you know, you gotta do it yourself. And so, when I saw her, she was said, "I'm, I'm, I've been sober for three years." She said, "Let me just take you to the rehab while I, I, I went and I'm teaching out there." So, I promised I would let her do it, and uh, and I've been sober ever since. That was God sending an angel. That's 25 years man. ago. Wow. Was it the, was <laughs> With it, no relapses and none of that, no turnarounds. Wow. Was it the industry that turned you out? Because I, I always heard a rumor that Total Experience Records man, it used was to pay their artists in cocaine. <laughs> That's what I used to hear. They used to pay the artists royalties in cocaine. No, it wasn't. He didn't do that. But uh, it, it, it was, it could have been a better situation for me. But I handed my situation over to basically like family members. Taking care of everybody else before you take care of yourself. Yeah. And so I was left with nothing. Damn. Wow. So that took you into like a depression, maybe? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, and, and, in, and in the streets, you know, it was always gangsters, pimps, and, and dope dealers. Mm -hmm. And so they all just took care of whatever I needed. They would just give it to me. And every, so everybody make, knew you. Yeah. So it wasn't like I spent all my money on it because I never had to spend no money on no drugs. Mm -hmm. You know, it just ended up taking me out the game, period. Damn, so you was a crackhead crackhead. Oh, man. I snorted, I snorted but after, after a while, man, I had a hole in my nose. Wow. Damn, really? For real, it burned a hole in your nose? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a 
was good. That was that That's raw and cut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when they when they chopping their bag up, it was just a hill. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness gracious. They used to make you sing for it or nothing? I, I ain't doing that. What do you think I am? I'm just saying, you're not in <laughs> No, I ain't need that. Man. You think you're going to perform for it? Hell no, I ain't going to do that. No, man. Come on, do one of them ooeys for me, mother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I didn't do that. But it was like, where you been, Charlie? I would always say, I've been in the studio all night, man. He said, come on in here, man. Take a shower or something. You don't look that good. Here, I got some on the table in there for you. Go get, take a shower and then leave when you want to. Just lock the door. And it'd be like that. Man. But I, I was sleeping on the side of the building behind the bushes or sleeping under the, the U-Haul trucks that was in the parking lot. What about your old music industry friends? They didn't... Man, come on, man. Nobody want to with you when you're looking like that. God. What, about, what about your brothers? Because they were in the group with you in the Gap Band. Well, let's, yeah, I was going to say, did, let's go back. Let's, yeah. let's, let's yeah. tell the history of Charlie Wilson. Mm -hmm. If people who don't know, I'm sure there's some youngins that might not know. Legendary group, the Gap Band. Now, how did you get your start in the music industry? And for people that don't know who Charlie Wilson is, Well, first of all, I was, I was a young buck. I used, me and my friends, mm -hmm. we played music. So at teen, before teenage years, we, were, we had a band. Mm-hmm. And uh, we called ourselves the GT, Carver GTs or something like that. We were young, about mm -hmm. 12 years old. So we used to play in the YMCA on Wednesdays mm -hmm. for the classmates. And like about after a month, it was just like, it was more teachers than, than students. Because see, we played like grown people. We was right. 12 years old. Right. And so I became first name basis with the teachers. And so, you know, women, you know so what happened after that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm 12. That female teacher is probably about 22. Mm -hmm. I'm already living a grown life, sort of like. Wow, you're knocking off the teachers at that age? Come sick. on, man. Well, that's called, I mean, listen, that's called, we know that, we know now that's molestation. Yes. Yeah, that's but what it is. But back then. I mean, I, I mean, you didn't know, you, you, know, you, you didn't know to think there was going to be that, you know, whatever, but. Started for me at eight years old with a 20-something-year-old woman. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I was hanging out with grown people, though. What's the teacher name? Let's meet her real quick. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> no. So now how did the Gap Band get created? So I was, that band that we had, we got a little old, we started playing Happy Hours. Mm -hmm. Two years later, we about 14 or 15, and then the place is packed. And so this band was across the street. Was my oldest brother was in that band, and they was like, man, who's across the street? They said, your little brother over there, man. <laughs> he over there turning it out. And so he's like, man, you need to get out of this band. And I was like, no, I don't. See, yes, you do. I'm tell mama you in here then. Tell mama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell mama you in here playing. They said you over at Dino's house, you know, sleeping, you know, staying all night with each other on the weekends. I was like, hey, I said, yeah, we back and forth at mama's over his house, back at our house. He said, no, you've been playing here because I've been hearing about it. I said, anyway, long story short, after we got to high school, I decided, you know, he was like, man, you got to get out this band, man. Come get in this band while I'm in. I was like, and we was getting ready to graduate. We was trying to figure out what college we was going to. Everybody was going to different colleges, and I said, okay. His band was already called the Gap Band? It wasn't a Gap Band at that time, but it was like we ended up calling it that. The Greenwood, Archer, and Pine Street Band. All right, we got more with Charlie Wilson when we come back. He's an OG, a legend in the game. He has a new single out right now, and we're going to talk to him some more when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking with OG legend Charlie Wilson. You might know from the group The Gap Band. Charlamagne? I was going to ask you what's the cultural significance of the group name The Gap Band. I was going to ask you yeah. what does that mean? Greenwood, Archer, <laughs> and Pine Street Band. This is all neighborhoods. It was, it was Greenwood was where Black Wall Street was. Mm -hmm. 
all rich black people, mm-hmm. multi-millionaires, mm-hmm. had their own bus companies, had their own grocery stores, That's had right. their own black-owned banks, That's right. everything there. And then... Um, the white man came and blew it all up. Burned it up. Because this black dude and this white chick was having sex, going with each other. But that was really hush-hush in the 20s. And they was in the same building. They come down the elevator together and open up on that ground floor. And all them white people was there. So she come out screaming. He raped me. Yeah, well, he just come out screaming. So they yeah. just grabbed him and dragged him. So, Because they like, you know you ain't supposed to be in no elevator with no white woman. So they couldn't say that they had been doing anything, so they just beat him, and um, and then they started burning things. And then they started, the police was knocking on doors, and if black people answer the door, they shoot, shoot him, kill him, yeah. Yep. So they're trying to wipe out all of North Tulsa. That's such an important story that I feel like still hasn't been told the right way. I think yeah. people need to see that. They kind of flirted with it in that uh, the HBO show, The Watchmen. But it's like, yo, people need to see that because black people have built these great communities, yeah. but Successful they've been snatched away from us. Driving. Absolutely. Well, they see the white, the white community was really mad at that, at um, at this black community because they had everything, didn't need anything. They didn't have to come out of that community for nothing, mm-hmm. and they was mad because the black people wouldn't go and 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 do and work for them anymore. Because they had it all. Is that story told in Tulsa a lot? Because I always wondered, like, what was taught to kids growing up in Tulsa? Well, you know to what? To teach them the importance of having their own. Basically, it was it was not supposed to be talked about at all. So the people, the blacks that lived long mm-hmm. said, don't ever bring that up, ever. Really? Because if the, the white police officers, if you said, tell me what happened, and who, if they started talking about what happened, then they just kill them. Wow. Yeah. What has kept the Gap Band from like being seen as one of like the upper echelon groups in R&B, you think? You're a product of your environment, your association with people. See, if you, let me just say this. If you're a known pimp or if you're a known drug dealer and you go get this, these kids over here and you're trying to promote them, or then, then nobody's going to hardly mess with you. Or if you're a gangbanger, nobody want to be bothered with that. So, right now, going to push you over here with it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, no, nah, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. This dude's crazy. Never know what he's going to do. You know, so we just, we did it the best way we could do. Do you know how big uh, We Can Make It All Right was for, for DJ? Oh, yeah. You know, that was my wedding song. Really? Yeah. The we acapella, can make the, it all right. The acapella. Yeah. Like, We've you, had a share of trouble. <laughs> 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 more than others. Well, who else told me that? Uh, uh, With a little love and understanding. Woo! Climbing in the mountains, and be you ruining it, man. But as long as you and me, girl, that's God, man. There is no. That's not God. That's the absence of God. When you sing, that's God. That's God. Night, we kiss. That's my God. We're forever. About to call my wife right now. No, don't. He really will too. Next thing you know, how many times do you people call you to do private singing things for Valentine's and stuff? Oh man, they they call a lot. But they don't have enough. They don't have enough. Uh, they don't have enough money. <laughs> no, they don't have enough. So we we just kindly just turn them down. We we basically we him, my manager over there. He don't say you don't have enough money. He say I'm sorry. We we we're busy right now. We That's can't right. do it. It's got to be at least one person that paid Charlie Wilson to come sing for him. Oh yeah, Probably. I mean I, I did go. Yeah, I've done it. Who? Magic. Magic. I, I Magic played Johnson. for Magic Johnson. Yeah, I played for the Kardashians. Uh, Chris, uh huh. Chris Jenner. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Just at the house. No, no, he, he had his, his function. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Magic, and Magic sure Johnson new- is a big fan. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan is a big fan. I'm a big fan of his. And so it was like, it's different. Mm-hmm. Right. I was in the car. <laughs> they parked in front of a store. 
and this, this two chicks got up. My wife was in the store, and um, I was playing one of my songs I had been working on, and it had just came on, so I was listening at it to see if how I can remix it. I was just listening in the car. So I, she got up, she said, she opened up the door and let her sister out, and she closed the door, she looked over there, and I turned the music up. She said, hey, who are you? Why, why are you playing that so many times? I said, I'm trying to learn, make sure I learn my lyrics. Yeah, right. Like you some damn Charlie Wilson. <laughs> you ain't no goddamn Charlie Wilson. Wow. <laughs> so, so I said, no. I said, I am. I am, but it's, she said, man, you know what? She said, well, where your wife at? I said, she in there? Uh, she's like, yeah, right. And then her sister came out screaming and uh, with my wife. And I said, there my wife here? And she said, Yes, <laughs> Then she said, I'm getting married. My daddy got the money. Trust me. I I just got you to need you to play for my wedding. But I was at that time, I was like, you know what? I'm not finna turn into the damn wedding singer, that's for sure. So you ain't do it. You do a bar mitch for something or something like Man, why not? You got the money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got the money, huh? Man, I I wrote it down and by that time he he my manager done booked some shows and we booked by then. How do you decide who you want to work with? Because a lot of these artists now want to work with Charlie Wilson so badly. Mm. Obviously, you know, you and Bruno Mars, Tyler, mm-hmm. the creator. Yes. We know you have a great re- relationship with Snoop. Mm-hmm. But how do you yeah, decide? Because yeah. I'm sure there's artists that are doing really well, putting up those numbers, but it has mm. to go on brand with what it is that you do, too. Mm. They call. I've seen a few of them, <clears throat> excuse me, at the, at the Grammy Awards. I was getting up the same time, uh, the superstar rapper and his superstar wife. Mm-hmm. He's like, damn, I'm standing in front of Charlie Wilson. God damn, man. Can I get some of that? And, you know, just like a verse or a hook. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> it don't matter. You and your wife can come on. We can do it. But uh, I can't oblige everybody, you know, because right. I'm so busy. <clears throat> you talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce, right? <laughs> you trying to guess, and I ain't gonna tell you it's that. Not superstar rapping and well, superstar white. Well, a bunch of them I do. Oh, Kanye, maybe. It's a bunch of. I always work with Kanye, but I'm just saying yeah. it could be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't ever say it. I would love to work with our Offset and, and Cardi, Cardi B. B. Don't yeah. play Offset, Cardi. Oh, make yeah. that happen now. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's. Uh, Cardi got an album coming out soon. She yeah. sure does. <laughs> yeah. I got one coming out soon, too. So. <laughs> Yo, you know Alba, there we go. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know you probably had that little problem doing what you do. Sometimes you try to go on the road with somebody. I treat you right, give you the number you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Because then you're going to set the building on fire. All right, we got more with Charlie Wilson when we come back. Now, if you don't know about Charlie Wilson, you might know some of his classic records. So we're going to do a mini-mix. All right, it's going to be some records that you heard and be like, oh, that was Charlie Wilson? Yes, that's what we're going to do right now. Your favorite Charlie Wilson joints is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a Charlie Wilson mini mix. The OG, the legend, is here for Throwback Thursday. Charlie Wilson's in the building. Charlemagne? Didn't Snoop almost make you relapse one time? I heard a story about that. He was in the studio smoking weed and your no, wife. No, no, I, I wasn't weed smoking anyway. He, Snoop Dogg couldn't, couldn't make me relapse. It was your wife that was like, we ain't doing that. I wanted to do some work with Snoop. It was the first time I had seen him since he said he saw me. And she put an A before an S, anything. So a Snoop. <laughs> a Snoop? A Snoop. <laughs> so they was all smoking. Tupac, everybody was in there smoking. And so Snoop came, and man, they was like fired up. She's like, a Snoop, I'm sorry. Could you put that out? He was like, excuse me? She said, you got to put that out. My husband can't come in there with you smoking that. He said, word? She said, I'm, I'm going to take him home then. He said, no, 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 that's okay. 
She said, he's clean and sober. I must have been like my first year or second year. Mm-hmm. You should have seen him putting it out, man. He said, man, y'all put that shit out. I can't come in here if you put that shit out. So mm-hmm. everybody put it out. I went in there and did, some, did the songs. And What year was this? Uh, 96, 97. Mm-hmm. Tupac wasn't there in 97, then. 96? 96, yeah, 96. Yeah, he died in 96, or late 96. Yeah, 96. It was, yeah. Somewhere, in there. It was somewhere in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you know she was doing that, or did she just... No, she didn't care. Well, I knew or not. Right. She just straight tell him. She'd tell all them gangsters, and then all them, them right. death row gangsters and that. Y'all got to put that out. I'm not going to let him come in here. So they was like, oh, oh, word. One time I went to Snoop's house, and uh, I made him stop smoking for a year. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah, remember he said he quit smoking? Yeah. I took him in his own kitchen and had a conversation with him that he didn't like, and then he just sit there and just said, with them frowns a little bit, I said, man, you got to stop, man. You got to stop. He said, for real? I was like, hey, man, you got a wife in there, and you got them little ones in there, you got to stop. And so he's like, okay. I can't so even... he went up, got in there, come back with a box, shoe box, he had something in there, dumped it in the trash can. Damn. And dumped it, I said, go get the rest of it. <laughs> he went in there and got some other one and dumped it. And so I said, I know you got something here, but that's okay. I just want you to throw it all away. So I went home, and a week later, I talked to Sean, his wife, and she said, Uncle Charlie, what you say to Snoop? <laughs> I said, why? He ain't smoked nothing since you left. As a matter of fact, he throwing everything out. And he, he, he lasted about a year. A year so. What did you say I to him? Even... What, what did you say to him to make him stop? Like, well, what... I just basically was just saying, hey, man, you know, you got family. Family's more important than this right here. You know, and so we just got to just put a curve on it and let's just go and do the right thing. You know, I'm doing the right thing. You should do the right thing. Let's just let's just do it and take care of family, take care of your life, take care of your health, you know, write some some some, some great music and let's just go. And this, he says, that sounds good to me. And that's what he did. You so, got Kanye to turn to God too, right? I heard that you told man, Kanye I've been to talk, God Man, I've been talking to him for so, so long about just life and God and itself because everybody used to look at me like, because, man, I go testify. I testify on my shows. That's right. And get to shouting right there after that. Have 18,000 people shouting with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then go right in the outstanding after that or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, you know, you got to, you know, pass it on. You know, some people are, are having problems and you know it. So you think you you the reason Kanye turned to God in that way? Well, I'm, I'm not going to claim that. But you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I, I used to talk to him a lot about, you know, that. And um, I like I talked to all of my superstar nephews, I call them. You know, it's like, hey, man, come on, we got to do this right thing. And, you know, I said, you know me. I don't care nothing about this thing you got going up in here. Don't nobody take this picture. Don't nobody, you know, I brought, I got my phone. I got my phone. Hell. <laughs> I ain't finna put my phone nowhere. You don't know how to use that phone. <laughs> I, the flip up? The Captain Kirk flip up? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got. They said, it ain't no smart phone. I said, it's a smart <laughs> What the fuck, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's uh, it, it, I was a smart one with the phone, so we're good. I, lo- I love the way you talk about your wife. You said that you weren't even living until you met her? You just was existing? Man, I was existing. Mm. I met her in a rehab. When I got to that rehab, I was in bad shape. So I had a little something in my pocket. I was trying to hit it for a week. Then she knocked on the door. I said, how you doing, ma'am? She's like... You need to participate more in these classes. You know, you're falling asleep now. And she said, I know why you're falling asleep, because you're detoxing, your body's detoxing. But you, you gotta you gotta participate. You gotta find these tools for the rest of your life. So she said, what you gonna do when you get out of here? Then I broke down there, man. I was like, I don't have nowhere to go. And she said, well, you don't have, what do you mean you don't have nowhere to go? I said, I don't have nowhere to go, I'm homeless. She was like, homeless? And you don't have nowhere? I said, no, man. So she said, Wednesday, 
I'm going to take you to look for you a place to live. So Wednesday came, and she got me a pass. I got in her car, and she took me for a place. And uh, it was three-car garage, house upstairs, downstairs, I think four or five bedrooms or something like that. Next day we went, and she found the furniture, filled the whole place up with furniture. How'd you pay for this house? Hold on, man. I ain't got. I ain't got a dime. <laughs> so uh, she got. She put the furniture in, and um, and I said, okay. What about the car? She was like, I ain't giving you no yeah, car because it. you know you gonna your you subconscious gonna take you to the drug house, yeah. or the yeah. dope, dope house, or the liquor store. So I said, well, I can't be in here by myself, man. And she's like, I don't know what you're looking at me for. <laughs> I don't know you like that. I was like, well, it sure be nice if you stay here with me. You ain't say it like that. Oh um, man, I did. I, I was kind of calm. I you know I was trying to. I'm trying to sneak up on her, but That's you know. That's that old school G right there. <laughs> you sure you ain't singing to her? No, nah, no, nah, I, I hadn't sing it yet, but okay. uh, she didn't even know who I am. She, she you, don't know nothing you. about no R&B music at that time anyway. So she paid for the house and the furniture? She bought it all. She paid for it all. Long story short, I did talk her into mm -hmm. staying there. She said, um, first she kept saying, I don't know you like that. But anyway, one day I said, ma'am, I'm going to tell you something about me. If I leave out this house by myself, going somewhere, only being in this rehab for only 28 days, I'm telling you now, I'm going to die out there. Mm. It won't be another chance for me. So she uh, moved in with me, and she told me, she said, one day she said, we'll be in here one year, and I guarantee you, after this one year is up, you're going to buy your own house. I was like, S***, how's that? She said, you'll see. Come on. We was in that house one year, and the spirit said, get in the car. We started driving. She said, where you going? I was all up in San Canyon. This is what these big mansion houses is. And she was like, why are you looking at these big houses like this? It's just me and you. Why do you want it? And I couldn't answer the question. I started driving again to found this neighborhood, and the spirit told me to pull up in the house, the main house, where they, they do the business. Mm -hmm. So I went in there. <clears throat> the lady said, how y'all doing? Come on in. And I said, well, the spirit told me to come here. She said, okay, sit on down. I, I, was, I was looking around. I said, oh, this is kind of nice, man. And so <clears throat> this couple came in. He said, like, yeah, can I, we look? She, and the lady said, I'm sorry, y'all. This this house is sold. And then when they left, I said, why you didn't tell me it was sold? He, he, she said, you said the spirit told you to come here, right? She said, this is your house. Wow. And we, from wow. there, we got the house. Wow. And uh, went uh, to try to close. And my wife had um, a check, and they didn't accept it. So the lady came out, Charlie. Where's your faith? Here, take these keys. I'll pay that for you. And she paid it. What lady? The lady that... That was working at that what? point. What? Yeah, she paid it. And yeah. my wife said, I'll, I'll give you the money tomorrow, the next day, whatever it was. So she, But she paid it, didn't know who I was, didn't know who my wife was, but that was just God, the blessing of God just gave, put this woman in front of us. And um, we got that house, and I stayed there a few years. We decorated the backyard and... and uh, Swim pool. You got away with women, man. Yeah, you was 12, sleeping with teachers. <laughs> you went to the rehab, ended up with a wife, got <laughs> a free house from a woman. Can't bit. take you nowhere. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie got to go, guys. So we gotta, what you mean Charlie got to go? He has to go. 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 He has to go. God damn. Well, introduce your record right now. now you got to go. Introduce the record. Let's play the record right now. God damn, oh, my name Wilson. is Charlie Wilson. My new single is called Forever Valentine, produced by Bruno Mars, Stereotypes, and D-Mile. 
Man, you can't get no better than that. Come on. I think, Charlie, Charlie I, you know, I know you do church at the show, man. I think you should just leave us with a prayer. Praying? I, I think it's only right, man. Unless you want to sing a gospel song or something. <laughs> either, or, either or. I Close think your hands and bow your head. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for your mercy and your grace, and we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins on the cross. Father, I ask you to bless each soul in this room. Every person in this room, Father, we ask you to continue to bless, touch them as they go, Father. Keep us all safe and sound as we travel. We thank you for the Breakfast Club and each person that supported this organization. We love you, Lord, and we give you all the glory and all the praise and all the honor goes to you, Father. All these blessings we ask it in Jesus' name be done. Thank God. Amen. 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 We're going to get us some free houses now. That's right. That's right. And women everywhere we go. You blessed and highly favored. You said it. Charlie Wilson is the breakfast club. Y'all something else. Y'all get me started on something. Have me talking for an hour on one spot. We ain't here jamming. I was stepping. All right. Anyway, morning, everybody. It's that is not stepping what you just did. I was did. doing my Detroit step. You did a shimmy. I'm going to learn that Detroit step. Whatever that Detroit player step they be doing. In the club. That's so fly, man. I got to learn that, man. Shout to uh, Jake Neely and my whole Detroit fam. I'm going to learn that for the next party. All right. Well, let's get to the rooms. Let's talk to Wayne Wade. Somebody tell me. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Dwayne Wade was on Watch What Happens Live, and a fan asked what he and Gabrielle Union learned about being transgender from the cast of Pose. Here is what Dwayne Wade said. The lesson that my wife and I learned is, first of all, we got information. We didn't have a lot of information, and we reached out about pronouns. We wanted to make sure that we didn't get it wrong. So we reached out about the pronouns and making sure that we said the right things. Yeah, so you got to make sure because a lot of people aren't sure what to say. Even yesterday, obviously now she's identifying as a young lady. So Mm -hmm. you want to make sure you say she. Correct. Because even though their daughter was born and identified at first as they identified her as a boy, now Mm -hmm. she's identifying as a girl so you have to say she right people were mad at me like uh don't go that's my boy she she but that's what she identifies as that's what Dwayne Wade says my daughter she Gabrielle Union says she people have a problem with that I mean if she identifies as she I respect those wishes absolutely if she identifies as she and Dwayne Wade says that that's his daughter that's what we call her all right now LeBron has announced his first children's book it's called I Promise it's part of a two-book contract that he has with HarperCollins. He said, books have the ability to teach, inspire, and bring people together. That's why these books and the opportunity to get children and parents reading together means so much to me. Means so much to me. Most importantly, we wanted to make sure these stories are ones that every single kid can see themselves in. I promise it's powerful in that way, and I can't wait for people to read it. Mm-hmm. That's dope. You know how much I love reading, and I talk about it all the time. I'm, a, I'm an ambassador for the New York Public Library. Right. And I was looking around my house. I actually had to get two new bookshelves because I have so so many books at home and I was like this is amazing because books look like artwork to me okay. have, that's how many books I have in my house I, I was going to ask after you read the books what do you do with them you just put them on the shelf you should give them yeah, to somebody yeah put them on the shelf sometimes I give them away. sometimes I give them away yep. we also have a library in the juice bar yeah, I was in there yesterday a lot of books in the bookstore in the uh, juice bar Cur- a lot of them are courtesy of you Envy mm-hmm. and um I noticed that a lot of them are missing at times, but that's, that's fine. Good. That's, I'm, I'm going to keep on that. replenishing the books. That's fine. All right. Now, the reboot of Making the Band is on the way, and they have revealed the panel of judges. And guess who is going to be judges? Who? Diddy's sons, Quincy Brown, Christian, and Justin Combs, along with Laurieann Gibson. So they're all going to be joining the franchise. That makes sense. I mean, they're younger. They, you know, know what's happening now. And 
Puff can, you know, find that young talent and make him stars. So I think that makes sense. Well, that casting tour is going down now in Atlanta, February 28th to the 29th, Houston, March 2nd to the 8th, Charlotte, March 13th to the 14th, and New York City, March 21st to the 22nd. And Diddy and all the judges will make appearances through that tour. Yeah, and it gives them um, money. That way they ain't got to ask daddy for money, you're getting paid. You ain't got to worry about me no more. Keep the money in the family. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. You're welcome. When we come back, Charlemagne Donkey of the Day, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, Charlemagne. I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yee-haw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the Breakfast Club, bitches. I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Donkey of the Day for Thursday, February 20th goes to former three-time mayor Mike Bloomberg. I think this is Mike's second time getting it within the past week, but uh, it's not just Mike Bloomberg today. It's whoever the hell his prep team was for last night's debate. If you have been paying attention over the past week, uh, one, you know Mike Bloomberg was making his debut on the debate stage last night, and you also know that every single Democrat on that stage was going to come at him, and rightfully so. Okay, Mayor Bloomberg has a history of overseeing one of the most racist pieces of legislation in American history with stop and frisk. He also has a history of making wild comments about women, and he had to know that these shots were coming at him last night, but yet he wasn't prepared. Now, I know Mike Bloomberg has no problem dropping that bag. I would think he would hire the best debate prep team he could find. But clearly, that wasn't the case because he got smoked on everything. All right? Now, we all know Mike Bloomberg is worth like $60-plus billion. So he clearly gets the bag, uh, flips it, and tumbles it. But when it comes to the debate questions, uh, he got the bag and fumbled it badly. Okay, Mike and his debate team, y'all know the stop and frisk question was coming. And this is the best answer you could come up with? Let's hear it. If I go back and look at my time in office, the one thing that I'm um, really worried about, embarrassed about, was how it turned out um, with stop and frisk. When I got into office, I thought that my first responsibility was to give people the right to live. And we started, a, we adopted a policy which had been in place. What happened, however, was it got out of control. And when we discovered, I discovered that we were doing many, many, too many stop and frisks, we cut 95% of it out. The reason the stop and frisk changed is because Barack Obama sent moderators to see what was going on. When we sent them there to say this practice has to stop, the mayor thought it was a terrible idea. We send them there. The policy was abhorrent and it was, in fact, a violation of every right people have. If I was Mayor Bloomberg, okay, or if I was on his debate team, I would have, I would have said to him, when the question of stopping frisk comes up, just simply say, I messed up. In fact, I might have cursed and said, I effed up. Just like most of us on this stage have when it comes to legislation that disproportionately discriminates against black and brown people. I messed up. It was wrong. And I will spend every dime I got trying to fix the damage I created. And you know nobody on this stage got more dimes than me. Then I would have pivoted to Joe Biden and said, I messed up with stop and frisk the same way you messed up with the 94 crime bill. And then I would have turned to Bernie Sanders and said, you voted for that terrible policy uh, called the 94 crime bill. Joe? Can you admit the 94 crime bill was terrible and led to the mass incarceration of so many black and brown people all over America? Then drop the mic and watch Biden look how you looked when Elizabeth Warren was checking your ass all night, uh, Mike Bloomberg. Uh, Mike Bloomberg knew that they were going to come at him over his history of comments to women. 
And this is the answer he came up with. And, oh, he got pressed by Elizabeth Warren so bad. Let's hear it. Former employees have claimed that your company was a hostile workplace for women. When you were confronted about it, you admitted making sexually suggestive remarks, saying, quote, that's the way I grew up. I have no tolerance for the kind of behavior that the Me Too movement has exposed. And anybody that does anything wrong in our company, we investigate it, and if it's appropriate, they're gone that day. The mayor has to stand on his record. He has gotten some number of women to sign non-disclosure agreements, both for sexual harassment and for gender discrimination in the workplace. So, Mr. Mayor, are you willing to release all of those women from those non-disclosure agreements so we can hear their side of the story? We have a very few non-disclosure agreements. How, how many is Let me there? finish. How many is there? None of them accuse me of doing anything other than maybe they didn't like the joke I told. And let me just and let me put. Yeah, uh, he was accused of making inappropriate jokes, uh, saying overly sexual things. I get it. Only thing you can do in that situation is apologize. And you had to know. The women on that stage were going to slam you hard for that, and rightfully so. Uh, no need to get defensive about it. Just state the facts, apologize for what you feel you said wrong, and keep it moving. But the problem I have is the hypocrisy from Democrats in regards to Bloomberg because we can't act like aides on Bernie Sanders' 2016 presidential campaign team didn't make accusations of sexism and sexual harassment uh, against the campaign. Bernie's campaign manager even admitted that there had been a failure, and Bernie promised that the same thing wouldn't happen in 2020. As if We can't act like as if Sanders' aides didn't request a meeting with Senator Sanders to discuss the issue of sexual violence and sexual harassment during the 2016 campaign. If you can hold Bloomberg accountable for what happens at his businesses, then hold Bernie accountable for what happened during his 2016 campaign. Bloomberg's prep team, why didn't you have him prepared with those clapbacks? The information is out there for anybody to find. And Joe Biden, just last year they were calling him Creepy Uncle Joe. Uh, we forgot about Lucy, Lucy Flores and Amy Lapos and other women who accused Joe Biden of inappropriate behavior. Remember all those stories last year, Joe Biden touching women inappropriately and invading their personal space? Why didn't Mike Bloomberg's team prepare him with all that smoke? You can't vilify me if you got the same dirt that I do. You ever heard that saying, don't judge me because I sin, uh, because you sin too? This, what you saw last night, is the political version of that. And that's why I hate politics, because of the hypocrisy and nobody is honest. If they were being honest, then all of them would put their BS on the table and address it all. But since Bloomberg isn't considered a real Democrat, they jump him for the same issues that people on that stage are accused of. Look, I think everybody's history on everything is fair game, but the key word is fair. I want everybody to get pressed and I want everyone to get questioned, and Mike Bloomberg had the lane to do that last night based off how he knew folks were going to come at him, and he failed. Mike, fire your prep team. All right, it's some folks on social media you can hire that's better than whoever you got now. Bloomberg could have talked about the 200 in the cities he's giving money to. He could have talked about his Greenwood Initiative, which is his black agenda to bring economic justice to black America. The guy's got a plan to create a million new black homeowners, 100,000 new black-owned businesses in the next decade. He wants to invest $70 billion in the country's most you know, poor and disenfranchised neighborhoods. But none of that came up because he's too busy defending himself against things his rivals on that stage are also accused of. The moral of the story is politics suck. And I don't know how the Democratic Party got here, okay? The candidates after President Obama were supposed to get blacker, browner, younger, and smarter. Instead, we got old white men on stage arguing about how many heart stints 
they have had over the years. The one area maybe the Mayor Bloomberg and I share, you have two stents as well. All right. 25 years ago. <laughs> Please give Mike Bloomberg and whoever prepped him for the debates last night the biggest ER. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you for that dog here today. Uh-huh. Up next is Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Ye right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Ye, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? This is Carmela. Hey, Carmela. Where are you calling from? From Milwaukee, Wisconsin. From, oh, from Wisconsin? All right, Milwaukee. Yes. <laughs> All right. What's your question for you? Okay. So, basically, my husband and I was separated for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. And he had a baby, but we decided to work things out after that, right? Okay. So, even though we working it out, he want us to move in together, back in together. I don't think I want to move back in with him mm-hmm. because, uh... So our state offers a lot of grants to buy a home, and I'm buying a duplex while well, I'm in the process. I didn't pick the house up or anything, but I want him to do the same thing. And I feel like until we are ready, ready to be back together, we should be in separate households, but all of my friends are telling me I shouldn't do that. Ooh, well, listen, when it comes to what you think and what your friends think, you should go with your own gut instinct because I think one of the issues that we have a lot of times is our friends want to weigh in on things and tell us what they think we should do. A lot of times, you know what it is, right? You have your own instincts. Your instincts are telling you, don't get myself intertwined like this until I'm sure and we're 100% ready. Because it's so hard when you guys have to separate and move back out again. And so if what you need is to feel more security, because clearly, you know, he has a whole nother baby outside the marriage. You guys were already separated. You're not 1000% back in yet. I think if you feel like I'm not ready, you're not ready. And that's just what it is. Nobody can force that on you and nobody should tell you that you should be. I agree. You're right. Mm-hmm. So they can yeah, tell you what they... Move, he want to do it, too, and I'm just kind of like, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I want him in his own house. Right. Especially while, while he's trying to start bonding with the other kid. I don't... I kind of don't want to... I want to be away from that right now. Yeah, you're not ready for that. And there's nothing wrong... You are not wrong. Okay, thank you so much. No right. problem, Carmela. We got to trust ourselves sometimes. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, call ye right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this D calling from Atlanta, Georgia. What's up, bro? What's your question for ye? Uh, my question for ye is, man, I got a woman, I mean, my wife, right? And we out here working at a uh, chicken plant, and you know how that goes. And she have a... Uh, how does, that, yeah, how does that go? How does that plant? go? <laughs> what do y'all do at the chicken plant? Uh, we we just cut up chickens. You know, okay. Uh, and she got a dude that keeps checking them, and I check him. You know, I'm trying to figure out how can I go about that without losing my job. Check a guy because he's checking your wife? Or taking your chicken? Yeah. What are you talking about, Envy? I don't know. Just butt out. Is ask ye. All right. For, so, does she like him? She told him to butt out, but I think it's probably particularly something going on because she's been hiding her phone from me. Okay, so you think that your wife and this guy at your job that you both work at are communicating with each other and she's hiding her phone from you. This is unusual behavior. 
right. Okay. <laughs> Are so, you eating chicken right now, man? We can barely hear you. Uh, well, okay. Now. So yes. there you go. Now, when you confronted your wife about this and asked her, what's her response? She stutters, like Joe said, stutter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's never, she's never acted like this before. So your gut instinct is telling you there's something happening there. Exactly. So I just want to know how should I go about this. I thought ten years would be something to live for, but ten years can go down the drain if she's not acting right. Okay, well, number one, let's not jump out the window because we don't know that anything has happened, right? You just have a feeling. She's hiding her phone. She's nervous. Maybe she has a a little crush on this guy also, and he has a crush on her, right? Right. But we don't know that that means it has led to anything. Have you ever had a crush on anybody while you've been with your wife? Well, yeah. A few here and there. Okay. And I think in relationships, when you've been with somebody a long time, maybe that does happen now. Whether or not you act on it or do anything is a whole nother story. So is she giving you any indication that she doesn't want to be with you or that she might do something? Is she missing at periods of time? No, she'll, yeah, she'll go up in the room because normally, you know, we do we do together, but now lately it's been very distant. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I think it's important for you to keep those lines of communication open. And when when I say that, it's not about accusing somebody. You have to tell her how her behavior is making you feel. I would have a real heart-to-heart with her and say, look, we've been together for so long. I feel like I know you extremely well, and I've never had these feelings before. I don't know what it is, but something's off, and it's not making me feel good about our relationship. So I just want you to feel like you can be open and honest with me. I love you. Whatever is going on, I just want to know so that we can figure out how we could work through this together and see what she has to say about about that and tell her specifically what it is that she's doing that's bothering you and how she can move forward to fix those things so that she'll be more comfortable. And tell her that you don't really want her communicating with this guy at work. Tell her that it makes you feel uncomfortable and because you guys are together, she should respect that. You've never asked her to do anything like that before, right? Right. And let her know that if she was in the same position, same situation, you would hope that she could come to you and express her feelings as well and see how she reacts to that. All right. I really appreciate y'all. Okay. I wish y'all luck, man. You eat a lot of chicken? I do. I love KLC. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much. Good luck with that. I hope you guys work things out. All right, brother. All right. I haven't had KFC in a minute. Me too. I feel like there's not even as many KFCs around as there used to be. No, there's a lot of KFC, but I just prefer Chick-fil-A, I guess. And you like Popeyes. And I like Popeyes, yep. All right. Abby, have you ever flirted with another woman? No. Damn, never in the whole 20 years? Yeah, I mean, of course. You just said no. I mean, not recently, but... I'm not your wife asking. You saw how fast he responded? That's how you know when a guy is lying. (laughs) His instinct is just to deny, deny, deny. Absolutely. That's it. You know, yes, but nah. I I mean, I haven't in a long time. I mean, I have before. He stuttered. It wasn't right. Has Gia ever flirted? Flirting, is flirting wrong? Yes. It's not right. It depends on how far it is. Like, how can... Sometimes it's just innocent. Like, what, what type of flirt? I don't know. I mean... Like what? Like you might, let's see, do a little too much giggling or, you know, you do the light touch on the arm. All the little things that are like physical. All the stuff that Dramos does to me. I bought out. (laughs) Touches me on my arm. He giggles all the time. Now you're flirting with me right now. Stop flirting with me, Dramos. Okay, so yes. Yes. All right. (laughs) I know Gia be tripping you up all the time. No, I don't do nothing wrong. You know you're done ripped up. You know you messed up, right? <laughs> anyway, ASCII, 800-585-1051. You got rumors on the way? 
Yes, let's talk about a possible billion-dollar deal that could be happening in the world of sports. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, it looks like Bob Arum might be talking about selling Top Rank. That is his company. And you guys know he's one of boxing's most powerful men. He's 88 years old now, and mm-hmm. he's talking about doing that. He's organized fights between with Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, Oscar mm-hmm. De La Hoya, Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao. And if he does manage to sell this, they said it would be the most high-profile acquisition in combat sports, if not all sports, since the MMA firm UFC was sold for over $4 billion back in 2016. So Mm. some of the athletes they have under contract right now include Terrence Crawford, Tyson Fury, and they also have footage that they lease. So that's footage of Muhammad Ali in his prime and other fight material as well. So they are looking to sell that, and they've been in talks with Hollywood talent agency Endeavor, with the Nasdaq telecoms firm Liberty Global, and OTT, um, the subscription uh, streaming sports DAZN. Okay. That could happen. That'd be dope. That'd be big. That's going to be billions of dollars. And they also did, I think, a seven-year deal with ESPN as well. So all of that is happening. So imagine that. They own this whole huge fight library. He said they have maybe 10,000 great, great fights. And you can actually use those. Like, if people want to use it in a movie, they have to lose it. Yeah, people it. always go back to those footage. So that would be amazing. They, they'll make a lot of money off of royalties and stuff. You know what else, too? They own a lot of real estate. And all of that real estate that they own is debt-free. No mortgages or anything. They own multiple buildings outright in Vegas. on the, uh, And they also own a gym near the Strip as well. So all of those things would be a big deal for whoever acquires all top of that. rank. Right. All right. Now, let's discuss Joe Button. Kalani was not happy with him critiquing her after uh, her song that she did after she broke up with YG, the Valentine's Day Shameful song. Now, Mm -hmm. it all started with him talking about listening to the song that Kalani and YG put out together on Valentine's Day called Conclusions. I feel like I've been hoodwinked. I hated it on the first listen, and then by the second listen, I loved it. I was with this new image of YG being in love. So Kalani put a record out, and the record is called Valentine's Day. Shameful. She really wants us to know how much of a piece of YG is, but she's hiding behind the thin veil of, I'm not telling you guys who I'm talking about. Somebody explain the woman's brain to me. You was immature three days ago? Well, she posted, Joe Button is a joke. And then he said, we love you. It's jokes. Feel better. And she said, the amount of misinformation and lies and lameness in this episode about me and you use my face is... LOL, gotta love it. But I thought all, all R&B music was based off of how you felt and not necessarily said, you know, who you were singing at. When, when you go back and you listen to Mary J. Blige or Faith Evans or any, any other R&B singer, you don't know necessarily who they were talking about. You just know the emotion, I thought. Well, he then posted, I'm about sick of you artists, never a peep through years of praise, but want to jump out of windows when you hear something you don't like. Newsflash, I am not friends with you N-words. Well, he knows that. He's an artist. He knows when when people say nice stuff, it always just flies over your head. But when they say something nasty and disgusting, you want to bite back. Okay, and let me just quote the uh, great Erica Badu. Keep in mind that I'm an artist. And I'm sensitive about my ish. Exactly. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. All right, now Joe Button is all over the place because he also has Tahiri and Sin Santana going through it over him. They're both his exes at this point, and people didn't like this confrontation between Tahiri and Sin. And the ex. What does that mean? Everybody in relationships has exes, and there's this one ex that... Being that her and Joe was together for so long, Joey and I still connect. We have a history, and we, we just vibe, right? 
to see them two like that. Right. I, I know both of them. They both good people. I just hate to see them going back and forth and arguing. Is it true that everybody has the ex? What you mean? Like that one ex, like Tahiri said, I'm the ex. No, I don't know. Do you have the ex? No. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what <laughs> Let that me means. Shut up. I, ra- I ran into them. Let me stop. You, don't, you do not know No, I don't know. any I, I, of my exes. No, I know he's not the ex because you, never mind. All right. I don't know what's going on here. But I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. I think we talked about that story on there, but I just don't want to break it up. Oh. You know what I'm talking about then, huh? No. But uh, have you ever met my ex-boyfriend? Look, I have guys that I dated. Okay, so. And then I have an ex. And that's somebody that I was with for, like, years. All right. This was somebody you dated then. Okay. It's not relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy, man. All right. (laughs) Happy birthday, Riri. Let's get into the mix. Yes, uh, We're going to start off with some Riri. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Hold on now. What Rihanna songs are about to happen in this mix? Because I know everybody wants to chime in and say their favorite Rihanna song. Well, hit me up right now at DJ. What's your favorite? Um, first of all. What's Andy, your favorite? I just want to see. what. Are you going to start with my favorite Rihanna song? What's your favorite? Um. Oh, my God. So many. Diamond. That's right. All right. It's the breakfast that's club. That's not Good my favorite. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. So, what we doing? Yes, uh, Sidney Poitier. He, you know, he won an Academy Award for Best Actor. He was the first Black actor to win that award, and was also nominated a second time. So, we just want to celebrate Sidney Poitier this morning. The Breakfast Club presents a new Black History Month legend. I remember being in Mississippi, not believing what I was told was possible for colored people at the time. I just didn't believe it. And so the fact that you have been able to become what you have become in life, a part of that is that you didn't believe the dogma. You didn't believe what people said was possible for a black man. Well, from the very beginning, I didn't believe that. I mean, when I I arrived in Florida, uh, everywhere I turned, that's what was being said to me. But you see, before I got to Florida, I had had the opportunity through my mother and my dad to have set some kind of foundation as to who I was. And I was not what I was required to be in Florida. I was not that. I couldn't be that. I was, I was taught that I, I had basic rights as a human being. I was taught that I was someone. I knew we had no money. Still, I was taught that I was someone. We had no electricity and no running water. Still, I was taught that I was someone. I had very little education. A year and a half, in fact, was all the schooling I was exposed to. Still, I knew that I was someone. And that was another new Black History Month legend, courtesy of The Breakfast Club. All right, a legend. More than a legend. Mm-hmm. All right, well, when we come back... Positive notes, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Baby. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, last night, Yee, I know you were out at your uh, awards dinner. 
Yes, it's the American Foundation for the University of the West Indies raising money for the scholarships for our students to go to the University of the West Indies. I know we like to go to these islands and frequent them, but let's make sure we contribute to the students who live there that actually want to attend university. So shout out to everybody who came out and donated and, of course, to the students who were in attendance to talk about how much these scholarships mean to them. All right. And Charlemagne, you're actually uh, going to be playing with the, uh, playing out in the D, right? <laughs> Yes, I'm headed to Detroit. Uh, I'm going to Detroit. I'm going to be spending the day in Detroit. I'm doing a little field trip in Detroit, man. Uh, salute to WJLB. Um, I, I got with WJLB because, of course, we come on WJLB every morning. And I'll be at uh, Inception. Inception is this mental health gym that, you know, myself and uh, my man Bushman, we frequent. And, you know, they got float therapy and brain training and magnosphere. It's just a great way to disconnect. If you're looking for stillness, if you're looking for a way to empty your brain, Inception definitely has it. So I'm doing a field trip, man. I got 10 listeners that are going to meet me at Inception in uh, Farmington, Michigan today. And, you know, we just going to be still. All right. All right. You know, I, I, I always tell y'all invest in your mental health. This is my way of uh, investing in people's mental health for them. So I'll see y'all in a few. All right. Well, enjoy the D. Now you got a positive note? <laughs> yes, I have a positive note, you kinky young beige man, you. All right? It's from Dr. Mae Jemison, who was the first African-American female astronaut. Dr. Mae Jemison said, never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Do you have tickets or accidents on your driving record? Are you having a hard time getting auto coverage? At the General Insurance, don't worry about that stuff. The General will 